Sit back and listen and enjoy my podcast about health, wellness, fitness, yoga, business, and life. I talk about everything from ways of eating healthy, mindfulness, yoga, working out, manifesting, to pop culture, momming, adulting. I try to have fun and laugh at myself along the way of my sometimes stressed out and frazzled life. This is Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, and I am your host, Nikki Lanigan. today's episode, I am going to be talking about how to plan and sequence a yoga class. So originally when I first started this podcast, I was very into teaching. I taught classes at yoga studios. I I was teaching up sometimes up to five to seven classes a week and working full-time and I was going to school to become a holistic health coach. Um, I personally love planning my classes and creating the playlist and doing all that. Sometimes now, though, I can wing it. I say wing it lightly. I plan my theme. I have a peak posture. What I'm going to say before, like if it's going to be a chakra class, if the theme is tying into a fall or summer solstice or, you know, equinox, if it's a holiday, something like that. I do keep that in mind, but I read my room. If I come in right now, I'm not teaching anywhere. I'm not teaching at a studio. I'm not even really teaching online. I'm not doing my YouTube channel really anymore. With online teaching and my YouTube channel, I personally have to do it with them so they could watch me. I have back issues and I have a knee issue now. I can't. Teaching live um, in a studio, I can give cues and verbal verbal cues. And you have to learn that in teacher training. But I really, really, I have just a creative brain and I thrive on creativity and creating things. So I really do love planning my classes So that's what I'm going to talk about today. Um, My podcast, I kind of go back and forth with guests. I have guests on and then I have solo episodes. A lot though lately, my solo episodes have been more health coaching. And I thought I haven't done anything with yoga in a really long time or, or the fitness aspect. I mean, I did do a solo episode about fitness, but it was more about what I'm doing right now. It wasn't about how to create your class if you are a yoga instructor. So if you are a yoga instructor, certified yoga instructor, um, how this is how I sequence my class, I guess you can say. So, um, you know, it depends on if you're teaching a beginner or a hot power class, how you want to do that. Um, I assess, like I said before, I assess the room, I assess the student. Am I subbing a class? You know, it's, I can read the room now. If you're going in and everyone's talking and energetic, you know, they have a lot of energy. If everyone's quiet and laying in Shavasana and it's later in the day, if it's rainy out, they might be more tired. Um, Your playlist, go through with your music. I always do like either silence 
first five minutes of silence or a meditation, meditation music, and then I play normal music. I don't do a whole class. I've never done a whole class with meditation music or yoga music. I have to have normal music. I've done playlists of 60s, like I've done flashback Thursdays, you know, like 60 music, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. I've done a Britney Spears class. I've done November, like in the cold November rain, because it was always raining. I've done Halloween, I already said, Christmas, Hanukkah, Valentine's Day. I do a lot of creative playlists. My other job is in the radio and music industry, so music is a huge part of my life also. Um, Sometimes I've asked students, you know, on Instagram, in my stories, if they have... um, what songs they might want. So that's the music playlist. Okay, so now how to create your yoga sequence. This is, okay, so you have to be, this is my anatomy, I guess, of a yoga class. I do five to 10 minutes of grounding. This is like grounding, setting your intention for practice, um, a mantra, meditation, breath work, then I move into 10, 10 minutes of warm-up. Warm-up, you know, kneeling lunges, runner's lunge, warming up your body. Then 15 minutes of sun salutations or just moving, building up heat. Then around 20-ish minutes of standing poses, balancing poses, and flows. So I typically teach power classes, all level, yoga bar, and then yoga hit. Yoga hit's completely different. So we're not even going to, we're not even really going to talk about yoga bar either. Yoga hit. We're not going to talk about this. This is a normal, typical vinyasa yoga class. But you want to be going to your peak pose. So you want to get your students warmed up, doing some standing and balancing poses, making your way to the peak pose. Say your peak pose is dancer pose. You want to get into warming up your chest, opening up your chest, doing heart openers, stretching out the fronts of your legs so then they could come into that. If your peak pose is a wheel, same thing. Gradually work your way up to your peak pose. Then... Slowing it back down. I will usually do abs after that, ab work. Um, Then seated and you're calming down, getting more grounded. I'll do hip openers and um, supine postures that's like on your back. And then ended Shavasana. So the typical yoga class, Shavasana, usually they say 8 to 10 minutes. That's too long for me. And I know when I teach classes, I will lose students. Classes are 60 minutes at a typical yoga studio. So I do Shavasana for 5 minutes usually. Um, So we'll go back to the grounding. So grounding, this is where we drop into the practice, we start the class. Some people call this, you know, the opening sequence. And the goal is to create the space to invite in presence and awareness to the breath and body. 
So, you know, like I said, I sometimes will do meditation or breath work. Um, also, this is a must. Ask your students if you prefer no hands-on assist, raise your hand. I do this usually when they're in a child's pose or some way that other students don't see who is raising their hand or who prefers no hands-on assist. This is a huge one. Even if your students regularly like a hands-on assist, there might be a time they don't want it. And also, as students, they should not always expect hands-on assist. So with COVID, okay, so I, I know once studios open back up after lockdown and stay-at-home orders, we weren't allowed to get off our mat and we had to do verbal cues. A lot of times I only do verbal cues because unless someone is literally going to hurt themselves and I want to help them in better alignment with their body, um, I, I, I prefer not to always do hands-on assist unless it's in Shavasana or they're in child's pose, something like that. Um, a lot of times we can give off our energy and transfer it. So I prefer not to. Another reason, I have OCD. Even before COVID, sometimes it is not enjoyable for me to touch someone when we're in a hot power class. I know this is gross. This is the truth. And this is what I'm sharing right now. So as a student, sometimes you have to be mindful and not expect your instructor to always give you a massage, a neck massage. Um, so yeah, so when you're in the grounding or the beginning of class, if your students are in child's pose, downward facing dog, you could say lift a leg or something, just something so not everyone sees. Um, then your warm up and integration, this would be cat cow, even gentle core work, seated bend, seated twist, thread the needle, kneeling lunge, runner stretch, and then you'll move into sun salutations, moon salutations, and you link movement with breath. That's essentially what yoga is. It's movement with breath. If you're just stretching and just doing that, you're just stretching, really. So sun salutations are very, very common, sun A, sun B, to start the yoga sequence and yoga practice. And it's just heating up your body and stretching and lengthening all major muscle groups. Um, so mountain pose, forward fold, ragdoll, vinyasas, teach them the chaturanga, upward facing dog or cobra, down, downward facing dog. And this is also when I do sun A's, I, I always repeat it, even in a season class, you know, inhale, halfway lift, exhale, fold, inhale, stand all the way up, exhale, fold, inhale, halfway lift, Exhale, fold, plant your hands, step back, plank pose. I teach them and I say it every time what your breath is supposed to be doing when you're doing it. Like inhale, upward facing dog or cobra. Exhale, downward facing dog. Just so they are conscious and they're aware of their breathing. And then you move into the standing and balancing postures once you complete the warm-up and the sun salutations. Um, so, and this is a time, it's a great time that you come up with your series. And this is like 
Warrior one, warrior two, humble warrior, your lunges, standing postures, mixture of balancing postures and flow, um, tree pose, eagle pose, and then your peak, peak, uh, peak pose. I don't know why I was stuttering at that. Um, and then your seated sequence and supine, and it's a time to slow back down, your hip openers, your body's super warm. I learned this and heard this when I, even before I did yoga teacher training years and years ago, I used to do um, Bethany Frankel's yoga DVD and it was with Kristen McGee and it's the first time I found Kristen McGee and she said it's like an oven. So you're warming up your body like an oven and preheating it so then you can go into your hip openers and you're already open or you're back bends in your wheel and you're not as tight and stiff and could possibly injure yourself, but you can get deeper in the stretch then. So also the seated yoga sequence of the supine, you're um, cooling your body back down. Um, it's like the cool down. So, and then this would be like the seated twists, um, pigeon pose. Again, like I said, forward fold, bridge wheels, supine twists. That's um, twists on your back. Happy baby, Supta Baddha Konasana, that's reclined butterfly, and then ending in Savasana, and that's your final resting posture, and this is, you can offer to invite back to their intention, you know, read a quote, tie up the theme of your class, and then allow time for silence, and them to hold their own space. Quick word from Anchor, my sponsor. Okay, so now example and types of class. There can be, um, like I said before, you know, you could have a theme, you create your yoga sequence, you have your playlist. You do, um, you could just focus on asanas and that's the postures and the poses. You could focus on breath work, your themes, um, dharma. You can do Oh, you could do so much. You could do um, the chakras. Um, what else? Just so much. And then then also breath work or pranayama. And pranayama is breath work. And it's pretty much the foundation of any yoga class. You start with breathing. You end with breathing. You could teach them lion's breath, alternate nostril breathing. All, um, I like box breath or the five, seven, eight breathing technique. You could talk in Sanskrit that is um, the yoga names. I really don't. I mean, sometimes I do. I do like Chaturanga or stuff like that. Just a lot of yoga studios around here don't do that. I don't do that um, that much. You could teach also Ujjayi breath. I really don't do that either. What else? Okay, so then if you're doing like a beginner class or basic yoga. You have to keep that in mind. You have to modify. I always give out modifications no matter what. I usually teach all levels, but I always give out modifications. I always tell them grab a block. You know, don't be scared to use props. Blocks are great to use. Straps are great to use. So the theme, before you build a sequence and select your postures, choose a theme. I keep going back and forth and then I get sidetracked. Create a general focus class. Every posture and transition can 
embody a theme. You can use a quote and make that the theme. How you deliver the theme is just as important. I'm. This is like, I love doing this stuff. I love creating the theme. I love syncing it to postures in my playlist. And then also, is it your class going to be energizing? Is it going to be relaxing? That's also like, you know, some people teach it's the studio what tells you what to teach. But also, if it's an all-level, you can do more energizing, like back bends. That's more energizing. Hip openers, more relaxing. It's how long are you going to stay in the pose? Have all this planned out. And like I said before, I read the room. Sometimes I could see maybe I plan something and it is a little boring to them. So I kick it up a notch. Maybe I plan something and my regulars didn't show up and it's all new people and it's harder than what they anticipated. I back off and I change it. I'm good at that. It's it That comes easier for me now. I don't know if I was always good <laughs> at it. Probably not, but I'm really good at it right now. You can write down your sequence if you need to. At the beginning, yes, you should always write it down. Um, but remember this. They don't know what you're supposed to do. They have no clue. So if you mess up, they don't know. You don't have to share you messed up. Sometimes you might forget a exercise, or not an exercise, a move on an asana on the other side. Maybe a student might say that, and then you laugh and you go back. I always mess up my left and right, just something I always do. Not because I don't know my left and right, but it's just... And you're in your brain sometimes thinking what comes next and then you say the wrong thing or you're you're facing them and they go you're half having to say what you're looking at them and it looks like it's their left but it's not just you know because you're looking you think you're looking at a mirror if that makes sense sometimes when I'm making it up as I go along, I'll do a long sequence on one side and then I'm sitting there like, oh crap, like when it's the other side. Again, they have no clue. So just remember that if you are just starting, write it down, memorize it, and then practice and you'll get more comfortable with it. I have gotten so much more comfortable and I really, really, really enjoy planning and sequencing yoga classes. This episode is completely different than what I have been doing, but I'm trying to do so much more and broadening what I talk about. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it. Please post it. Leave a rating and review. And make sure you're subscribed to my podcast channel on either Anchor Spotify, or Apple. And I hope everyone has a great rest of your day.